Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Twitch Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. I just don't even know. Um, all right, all right. Let's start with the good. Let's start with the good. Carter Hart came up huge tonight. That was big. Huge bounce back game for Carter Hart. Um, 30, 33 saves, whatever he ended up having. That's big. Uh, especially, you know, he was he stopped a ton of shots in the first period, but I don't know, he didn't, to me at least, looking at his body language, didn't look comfortable. Uh, the first goal might have been deflected. Maybe he could have cut down the angle a little bit, uh, but Gustafson certainly could have as well. Um, okay, it's one. That's uh, That's fine. Let's see what happens from there. And then he locks it down. He really, especially... Uh, after the first, I thought was just phenomenal. Uh, comes up with that huge cross-ice save, I believe, in the second. He was um, he was every bit of, of what we expect from Carter Hart tonight, and that's what this team needs to win. That said, um, let's look at everything else. My God, imagine how many goals this team could score if they would just shoot the puck. Now, of course, to shoot the puck, at least more than they do, like you got to get out of your own zone, and that continues to be a problem for this team They just end up chasing too much, too much puck watching, not enough time of possession. Um, But there were just opportunities tonight that they passed up. And some uh, some opportunities that were just bad luck. Claude Giroux gets the early break and puck rolls away from him. Like, how often does that happen? Almost never. I can't, off the top of my head, say I've ever seen him lose a puck that way, especially in that situation. Um you know, little things like that. But Scott Lawton, you know, gets behind the defense, has a lane, and chooses to pass a couple of times. There were uh, a bunch of a bunch of opportunities to at least take more shots than they had uh, when they were actually on offense. And of course, in the third period, they come out shooting and they do their thing. They get the two goals in the third. Boom, two points in the standings. That's all good. But how are we feeling about this team right now? I just, you know, they continue to win when they don't play well. And on one hand, you think, well, regression is coming. On the other, I still think this team is much better than they're playing, and the fact that they're able to bank these points before they really get clicking is very important because if they ever do, like, we could be looking at the very good team we thought we had. That said, they have a lot to work out. Uh, congratulations to Nate Prosser. First game in like a decade. Gets the uh, gets the goal to tie the game at one in the first period. Got to feel happy for him. Shocked he found his way into the lineup. But as we talked about on uh, BSH Radio yesterday, AV was uh, a little critical of Mark Friedman. So, um, you know, Prosser draws in. little surprised to see Gustafson find his way back in. But we also, you know, Gustafson, for his faults, um, 
has that nice slap pass to Giroud to set up the uh, to set up that goal there. So, you know, it's going to be hopefully an upward trend for Eric Gustafson if he continues to find himself in the lineup. He is going to be a defensive liability. It's just they have to be on defense less overall, and he himself, Gustafson, needs to like give you more offensively to make up for his lack of defense. But how do you single anybody out defensively when, like, it's just a team issue. It's not even necessarily the defenseman. Um, I mean, it is. It's it's on the D-men. But the team defense is just non-existent. They just get lost. When they got called for too many men on the ice, it was like five on one. Like, where were these six guys? Where were they? If you're going to put too many men out on the ice, maybe make a fucking defensive play. I don't know. Just thinking here. Just, just spitballing. Uh, I, I was... Absolutely baffled, and after after 40 minutes of this game, I was just stewing. I was furious, sitting on my couch, rage-tweeting, tweeting through it, as you should always do, always tweet through it, um, but uh, I would, like, had post-game, had this game only been two periods, and post-game had started after the second, I would have come in here calling this embarrassing, calling it one of their worst efforts under uh, Elaine Vigneault to date, uh, you know, in, in his tenure, and I think those things are still at least somewhat true, but once again, the depth the depth comes through for this team. The fourth line does its job, and the uh, the goaltending the goaltending gets it done. And those are the strengths: the the forward depth and what the Flyers have in net are the strengths of this team. And it took three periods to see it, but we eventually saw it. Uh, so that's it for me. Let's get to all your comments. Scroll up, get some older comments here. All right. Gus factored in every goal of the game. Yeah, Gustafson, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's what he's going to be. You just hope it's more for your team than the other. That's just the way it is. Uh, Aside from a couple gaffes with the puck, Ghost had a pretty solid defensive game, broke up many many an odd man rush. It was nice to see an orange and white uh, streaking back rather than cement skate hag and lead boot brawn. Yeah, surprised... um, surprised Haig came out and Prosser and uh, Gustafson drew both back in. Um, but it was. I thought God, I, I thought Ghost, you know, Ghost is never going to be a lockdown defenseman. But when he's playing well, he's got an active stick. He breaks up, uh, you know, he, he, challenges, uh, he challenges entries and breaks up rushes with his active stick. He's not necessarily the fastest straight-line skater, but he is quick side-to-side, and he's elusive, and he's able to use that. Yeah, there's going to be turnovers. Uh, You'd like to see him start bringing it a little more on offense because that's Gossip Bear's game. But through, I mean, this is two games now for Ghost. It's two games, but he's very clearly deserving of a spot in the lineup compared to what else they have on D. Uh, I hope he continues to build on this and become closer uh, closer to the guy we expect him to be. But so far, so good. Trust the process. Getting results with <laughs> with not playing well for the majority of the games. I guess that's the opposite of trusting the process. It's uh, result over process. Hey, yeah, we looked like shit, but uh, we got two points again. So I I am I'm bamboozled by this team. I don't I don't have a solid feel for what they are. I I, I have still in the back of my mind what I believe them to be um, and what they're capable of, but. This is so many games of this season now where they have just been, for a majority of the time, the lesser of the two teams. Now, 
again, very strong third period. Get the job done. That is important. Scoring when it matters is important. I just, I'm lost in evaluating this team so far. I mean, considering their place in the standings and their record, like if you were to sit down and make a pros and cons list, like you'd be in the red, right? You would be. Uh, can we expect Prosser in next game for someone else if Myers is back next game? It's a good question. Still, uh, some still some questions whether Myers will be back on Saturday. It doesn't seem like they're totally sure about it. Um, but I don't know how you. Jesus Christ, is that where we are? I don't know how you take Nate Prosser out of the lineup. Is that where is that where this defense already is? Like, yeah, if Phil Myers comes back and he doesn't draw in, but. As of this moment, I'll take Nate Prosser over Robert Haig. I'll take him over Justin Braun. Like, I'll take him over Eric Gustafson. Uh, I, I still think Gus can play himself into at least a point-producing third-pair defenseman. An extra weapon for power plays who, uh, you know, gives you some offensive upside, but you got to limit his minutes. Uh, you know, I don't expect Nate Prosser to continue playing all that well. I, I, I thought some of the praise for him tonight was a little... Listen, I love sticking up for the goalie. That's great. Someone gets a shot in on the goalie, fuck him up. Absolutely. Give him a shove. Maybe give him glove to the face. Whatever. But I do think it's a little... Oh, look at that. Nate Prosser. Yeah, clearing the crease. Well, Car- Carter Hart had already made the stop. The whistle had blown. The forward was standing in front of him the whole time. And then you push him. Like, okay, send a message, I guess, but if the message is, hey, if you camp out there, after the play's over, I'll hit you, what's the message? Like, guys will trade getting hit for getting in the goalie's face all day. Uh, We are playing awful and winning, definitely need to take it up a level, and I'm not sure we can without Coots and Myers. I'm not willing to use, I'm not willing to use the, um, the injuries as an excuse. Uh, Yes, is it? When a team doesn't even have top four top four defensemen and they lose one of them, that's that's a very hard hole to fill. Uh, we've said it every every post game since the injury. You can't replace Sean Couturier. You can't replace your one C, whose job it is is to both produce seventy points and take away the opponent's top line. Um, those are huge pieces missing from this lineup. But are you telling me like without those guys? This team goes from potential cup contender to bad. Because that's what they look like for majority of like the game tonight and for a lot of the time since the since we've been without both Coots and Myers. Like and really just a majority of the season overall. Uh and that's you know, they've been without them more than they've had them. I know. I'm just Yes, you can say the injuries are playing a role, but it's not it can't possibly be to this degree. Sean Couturier isn't one of the five best players in hockey. Like, I love him. I I think they can win a cup with him as the 1C. Uh, but, like, they shouldn't be this much worse without him. Oh, I was yelling after the first two. Thank goodness for the third. Yeah, I put out after the second period, like, will a great... I, I tweeted it out. Will a great third period... Uh, like, erase your feelings about the first two periods. And, you know, a lot of people said, well, two points is two points. That's that's what you need. And sure, but most people were like, no, because this isn't a one-game, all right, they came out a little flat and they turned it on to the third and one. This has been a trend now. Uh, 
at a certain point, I can't continue to blame. Well, you know, they're they they didn't have preseason. You know, the the exhibition games and all that. They're still rounding in the form. We're through that now. It's it's not like it's a fucking forty game preseason. Like you play a couple, the vets don't play them all. Uh, they need to get it going. They need to really get going. And again, not to be too negative after a win, I must point out they did win. And they have won far more than they've lost so far. So, I guess we all just need to take a break and hope that they find something to play a little bit more consistently soon. Because, yes, winning like this is still winning. And you need the two points, especially early in the season. Take them any way you can get them. But this season isn't about, okay, let's see if they're good. This season is about assuming they're good and saying, can they go far? And playing like this, if you're projecting ahead, because this season is about what's to come, that's what this year is about, it's like, no, they can't go far playing like this. It's still hard to be mad about winning when you play bad, but it will eventually catch up. And that's the, like, this is the instant reaction show. You know, that's why we do the post game to get the instant reaction uh, right after the game, you know, after I take my time setting up and then get ready and everything, and then we go live but that's we want the instant reaction to this game but it's not about any one game it's about what you think they're gonna do playing like this and man oof, hasn't been pretty so far flyer's second goal filed a trip to be honest even if Hughes went down easy yeah i cannot believe they that whole sequence because i just looked immediately over to the ref like, okay, here we go. Penalty kill. This ain't good. Uh, and then all of a sudden I see Bunneman putting the puck down. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Next thing you know, it's at the back of the net. I was... Uh, I didn't know what happened until I saw the replay. I could not believe they didn't call that penalty. Uh, glad they didn't. Awesome. Way to go, refs. Earned your money tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, but uh, that whole sequence. And, man... I know we, we've talked like a lot about how the Flyers' fourth line can't be their best line. They were tonight, and that's awesome. But shit, man, there's a lot of good players on this team that you know are better than the players on the fourth line. The other guys have to step up at a certain point, and I think the vets, for the most part, have been pretty good, uh, even when they don't put up you know multiple-point games and everything. I think the vets have been pretty good. Uh, they need more out of these young guys, though. Uh, the young guys, uh, Nolan Patrick, Oscar Lindblom, even, like, I don't really want to call Travis Konechny a young guy anymore, but um, I got to see something real quick. I know in the previous two games, Travis Konechny had, uh, bear with me, Travis Konechny had one total shot on goal in the previous two games. How many did he have tonight? Because it was zero after two periods. Uh, let's give this a quick look here. Check out the box score. Flyers. Shots. Konechny. One. So he has two shots on goal in the last three games. That's not enough. Like, Travis Konechny needs to be a trigger man. I know he's a playmaker, too. Uh, but it, it, it's not like he's just deferring and trying to set guys up. He just doesn't have... Um, it, he just doesn't look as engaged. He's not as noticeable as he was the first few games of the season. And they need Travis Konechny to be a consistent... I realize we always talk about, oh, goal scorers go through slumps. Every goal scorer in the league is inconsistent. If they weren't, they'd be Alex Ovechkin. Yes. 
but they need more. They just need more production, even if it's not points. Just shifts won by Travis Konechny and the impact he has. Like even when he's not scoring, like that, like the Jack Hughes line tonight. They looked dangerous, even if they weren't scoring the puck. They need Travis Konechny to appear dangerous and the other team to fear when he is on the ice more often. At least Haig was scratched. Well, you know, after that last one, like, there's people out there who defend Robert Haig, and I think some do it to be contrarian. I think some do it just to get clicks and retweets. I think some do it because he gets, he has, in previous seasons, been criticized far more than he deserved. Even if he deserved criticism, it was like, is he that bad? But like after that last game, there was no way anyone could possibly defend Robert Haig. And it, it, did I support the idea of Nate Prosser joining the lineup? I can't, be, I can't say when I saw he was going in. I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. All right, AV, Nate Prosser, good call. Uh, but, shit, it was an upgrade even if marginal, and he scored a goal. Prosser looked better than Braun. I don't know what happened to Braun, but he looks like he can't keep up with the speed in the league anymore. Yeah, and like Braun was never keeping up, but he was savvy enough to use his body and use the angles of the ice to uh, to defend well. We've always we've said since they brought him in, like Braun is not going to give you offense, and he's not really going to help out on the breakout. But he is actually a good defensive defenseman, actually in zone coverage, breaking up plays, taking away offense from the other team. Have not seen that so far. Um, big step backwards so far from uh, from our friend Justin Braun, who I've been who I've been a defender of, honestly, uh, in the past, but hard to at this point. Bunneman's nice. Yeah, Bunneman's a fine fourth liner. You know, it's good to see him have some success as he comes into the lineup. Uh, and it's nice to know that you have that depth when you need to move a Scott Lawton up, when you need to switch the lines around for whatever injuries may come, lineup changes might come. It's good to know you do have another piece who can slot into that fourth-line role, and they don't really miss a beat. Fourth line was the only line that actually forechecked. I thought G had some... Uh, some. I thought they made some plays. That's the thing is, it, the fourth line... They know how to forecheck. The thing that makes them a very good fourth line is they don't just then kill the time. They don't just try to keep it in the corner and wear you down. They then look to turn their one battles into offense. And I think even when the other lines uh, did forecheck well tonight, and it, you know they only had like what fifteen fucking shots or whatever it was. Um, it. it it's not like they spent a ton of time on offense, but even when they did win some battles uh, in deep in the zone, they just didn't convert it into opportunities. They just weren't looking to go to the net enough in, until the third period, and what do you know, when they did, a couple of goals went in. Shocking. Do you think AV should have prioritized, prioritized getting more shots on a guy who is essentially an AHL goalie? I mean, I, if they need the coach to tell them, shoot the fucking puck, because that's the only way to make it go in the net, I, they need a whole new team. Like, I can't blame the coach when the team refuses to shoot. Like, they're in shooting position and then, like, look over there. Oh, I like him. Let me give him the puck. No, just shoot. Like, get a rebound. Get dirty. Get a dirty, greasy goal. And 
they finally do, and a couple of goals go in. So I can't, like, yeah, maybe AV just needs to say, keep it simple, let's get some shots, as we're still looking to find some chemistry. Um, still, you know, the plays that we're trying to make just aren't always there. Perhaps there needs to be more of an emphasis on keep it simple, get the puck to the net. But, like, I don't know. If a bunch of guys who've scored a bunch of goals in this league need to be told the only way to score is to get the puck in that general vicinity, like, we're fucked. (laughs) Ghost played less than a minute on the power play. He needs more time. Yeah, I I know Proverov produces on the power play, but I'd love Ghost up there, man. It's just, it's the thing he does best. That said, like, we have seen him, um, you know, puck shot wide, trying to just shelf it when he needs to put it along the ice and give JVR a chance to make a play on it, things like that. I I recognize all of the um, decision-making flaws in Ghost's game, but I want my most dynamic, you know, offensive guys out there, and Provorov has a lot of pluses, and he's been a pretty productive offensive guy, but I wouldn't call him dynamic, you know? There's just, he's a little robotic up there. He's looking to not make a mistake a lot of times rather than make a play. And they got a lot of talent on that power play. Try to make a play. I like it when G gets angry. Yeah, it's like someone needs to just every game when he's eating his grilled cheese, go up to him and be like, what up, G? And slide it off, slide it off the table. Like, it's amazing what he accomplishes when he's pissed the fuck off. So if you scratch Haig, you get better D and win. Who knew? Um, yes. Do I think the defenders themselves, the, the you know the six guys whose position designation uh, is defense tonight, uh, played better than they did previously? I do. Um, but the team defense is still so much of a bigger issue than just Robert Haig. Like too many guys just opened. There's too many blown coverages, too much puck watching, too much puck chasing. It's These are all coaching cliches, but it seems so simple when they're out there. You just see them all get lost and not communicate, and suddenly there's a guy in the slot wide open. It's, it's unbelievable. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. At least the face-off win percentage is back where they should be. And yeah, this is... The Flyers are a far superior team to the New Jersey Devils. You know, 
they should be beating this team, and that's part of what makes this frustrating. It shouldn't just take a great third-period effort. They should beat the shit out of this team. Heart Smashing Pumpkins cover album, please. Ugh. Freaking guitar-playing goalie like Lundquist. Killing me. I love Carter. I'm not, you know, just joking around. Sheesh, is Subban still taking up $9 million on the cap? He looked really shaky. Yeah, shaky's one way to put it. Like, he's just lost... I understand losing your speed and, like, different things, but I always thought, I always said, like, the last thing to go was your hands. You know, that was my, that's what I always thought about Yager. Like, he could play till he's 50 just on a power play uh, because he'll never lose his hands. But, man, Subban just cannot handle the puck anymore. He gets it taken away from more than anyone I've ever seen. Prosser for Hart. Yeah, why not? I would like to believe they are better than this, but haven't seen it yet this year. And that's, you know, double-edged, double-edged sword. It's what gives me confidence going forward because I think they're better uh, and they can figure it out and they're winning in this time of still figuring it out. But also, if they don't get going soon, they will not continue to win. For a guy who can possess the puck better than anyone else, Hayes infuriating likes to center the puck to nobody way too much. Yeah, that's a little bit, um, you know, talking about the kind of season Kevin Hayes had last year, um, it just seemed like every one of those ended up on somebody's stick. And we talked, they, they, they lost like one game, when he, or maybe they didn't lose a game when he scored a goal last year, something like that. It just seemed like so much went right for him. Like, every time he jumped a pass, he intercepted it on the penalty kill. Uh, every time he had one of those blind turnaround passes, it deflected off of somebody or it ended up on a teammate's stick for a scoring chance. Uh, now they're just turnovers. Uh, I expect Kevin Hayes to be better. I don't think he's been bad, but I expect him to be a lot better. Uh, he's one of the guys I would like to see just a little bit more from. Scratch Hague and the defense, is, defense improves. Not a coincidence. I know, I know. If Myers comes back and Prosser stays in the lineup, wouldn't you have to wave a, de- wave a defenseman to make 24-man roster? Uh, perhaps, uh, depending on who has options still. Um, like, you can wave Mark Friedman, and guess what's going to happen? Absolutely nothing. He, he'll be on the taxi squad. First game I watched and felt Hart was really good. Helps to not be screened. Yeah, I thought um, he wasn't great to start the Penguins games, but I thought he came up huge. Uh, in the second and third period of both of those. Um, He was very good tonight, though. Absolutely. This was his most consistent performance beginning to end, I'd say. Bunneman had a damn good game for a 4C face-offs and 4-check. Yeah, they had him. It was on that, uh, you know, at a certain point, I've been, with the struggles in the face-off circle, I've been like, I don't care if it's not on the side Giroux likes. Let Giroux take the damn face-off, even if it's over on the left side. But in the late in the game tonight with the net empty, Bunneman's out there taking the face off on that side with Giroux on the ice. So uh, that was cool to see. I, I it would be really cool if Bunneman becomes a um, consistently useful role player. They're five and two. How am I still so angry? Because you know what you expect from the season. Uh, you know that individual games aren't the best encapsulation of uh, the process. You know what good hockey looks like, honestly. You know what good fucking hockey looks like, and they haven't played it for a majority of the season. That's why. 
we have high expectations for this season, and while they are winning, they are not meeting those expectations. Four shots in the second. Four. Did they even have that many in the first? I feel like they didn't have a shot until the third period. We have to hope that Fletcher is looking at it at how the team is playing and not just the results. Hopefully he can make a few tweaks along the way to help, especially on the D side. Yeah, that's the thing is they still just need a defenseman um, very badly. When Myers comes back, that'll be great. When Couturier comes back, I think that'll settle the uh, the inconsistency of the lines um, among the forwards. But they need another defenseman who can play top four minutes, without a doubt. That said, maybe it's Ghost. Maybe it's Ghost. Did they change the tap water for the ice? Pucks and uh, players bouncing all over the place. Uh, they should return to distilled, but I guess they had to cut costs. Yeah, I mean, the ice in Jersey always sucks. Um, but it doesn't seem to have stopped the Devils from creating a ton of chances. Uh, the puck was rolling and bouncing all night, without a doubt. But, like, uh, you fucking have more than 11 shots or whatever they had. Stop making excuses. I'm not you, the commenter. I'm just like, if we're blaming the ice, we got bigger problems. Outshot 12-4 in the first and 10-4 in the second. How? It's a great question. Like, yeah, eight shots through two periods. How did they win this game? Like, I, and, like the answer, honestly, is the Devils suck, um, and the Flyers should be able to beat them even with just 20 minutes um, of good play. But, Jesus Christ. 24, what was it, 22 to 8? Like, that's that's embarrassing. Let's just keep in mind that it's more about peaking in the playoffs and not now. Oh, that's, I mentioned that on Broad Street Hockey Radio just last night. I've said it on this postgame before. Like, I remember plenty of Flyers teams that, man, October, November, yeah, we're doing it. Yes, this team is it. And then, you know... The spring comes around, and they're not playing that way. So if this is a build to where they got to go, um, yes, there's something to that. But it shouldn't—they should still roll the fucking Devils. That, that's the thing. A, a random Thursday night game against the Devils, they shouldn't get outshot by, like, triple in the first 40 minutes of the game. That's unacceptable. I don't care if they won— the coach has to say, like, not even the coach. Like, coach puts the lines together and puts together a general strategy. Maybe he motivates the team. Like, the players have to look at themselves and realize the expectations for this season are far higher than they've uh, than they've met so far. AV called out the first two lines multiple times after game. Good. Good. He needs to. Uh, you know, I know the Islanders haven't been great to start this year, but they have the Islanders coming up, and the Islanders have beaten the shit out of the Flyers over the last couple seasons. Uh, they need to not, like, play like the If they play like this against the Islanders, we're going to be on here talking about blowout losses. Easy. Loved seeing the fire lit under G's ass in the second period going to the third. Did he inspire a spark? I think the team often is inspired when Giroux shows emotion. Um... And, you know, it's not even a spark. I think he inspires himself when he gets pissed off. And Drew is still one of the best players on this team. I don't think he's the best player anymore, but shit, with Sean Couturier out, he might be. Um, 
it's it's up to he's the captain. You know, they are supposed to follow him, and I think he, for the most part, does a good job of that as a leader. Um, awesome to see him get on the board with a goal too. Hard for me to really call out Limblom and Patrick, but they are part of the team, so I'm mixed on it. Listen, I, I think they have to get their legs under them. It's been a while since you know they've really played. Um, they got to get going. First couple of games, it was like, oh yeah, look at these guys. Here we go. And then like, there's just so much adrenaline going on out there. Spe- like Nolan Patrick hasn't played in forever. Lindblom, he got some time in the playoffs, but this is his first real time back. It's like, all right, that that adrenaline can carry you through a lot. I think now it's the grind of the season and realizing, all right, I got to be on it every shift, every night. It's It's not just... My emotions can't always carry me through. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be just working. And I'm not saying, like, they're not working hard. I just think it's adapting to playing every other night when they haven't had this sort of a workload in a long time. Uh, I think they'll get there. I think it's part of, you know, this team isn't a finished product yet. I expect them to continue to improve, but those guys are a big part of it. They need to put up points. They need to be solid two-way players. They need to be positive on the shot differential. They need to be positive on the goal differential. They need to be producing points. They are a big part of this thing. Isles have lost three in a row. You know, Trotz isn't happy. This weekend will be tough. We need to be better. Yeah, 100%, without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, I'll be on for the... Uh, what is it? Is it Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, they play Saturday, Sunday. They have a back-to-back. I will be on for the Saturday postgame. I will not be on for the Sunday postgame. What did I just say? I will be on for Saturday. I will not be on for Sunday. Craig is filling in uh, for the people watching in the stream. You might know why I won't be there Sunday, but so be it. Um, shit happens. All the Chirons for Heart <laughs> feature Smashing Pumpkins lyrics on NBC Philly. That's funny. That's good shit. Take 11 out of 14 points all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's we are being overly critical, but do you think playing this way, they will continue to rack up those points? Because it's not about right now. I expect them to get better. But we need to see a little bit more consistency. You can't just play 20 minutes against the Devils. And if you do, like beat them 9 nothing. You know, get them all in the first period and then throw it in cruise control. Just like, this is a team with Stanley Cup aspirations. 11 of 16, yeah, I was trying to do math there. It's like, wait, I thought they had already played seven. But yes, 11 of 16. Still, they're, the wins are there. Not complaining about the wins. I'm not going to give them back. Just need to see a little more. If I'm going to consider them, you know. I've said the same thing a million times already. You, you get what I'm saying. Let me scroll down, get a few of the uh, more recent comments here. Very, uh, very, very hard need to give up a high pick and a young prospect. I'd love Suter on the wild. He's a stud. That would be an interesting move. <laughs> that would be fun. How many years later? How long ago was that that they... Uh, that he was a free agent. Uh, that was the that was the Shea Weber. That was uh, yeah, him, Parisi, and Weber all signed the big deals in the same off season. My God, that was like a decade ago, wasn't it? Nine years, something like that. We drinking anything this fine Thursday, Bill? Oh, of course we are. I'm back on the Cape May uh, Whitecaps. Big fan of this one. I think it's one of their most delicious beers. Big fan of Cape May in general. 
This is uh, of their regular stuff. This is easily my favorite. Hayes hasn't looked great in the last two, but I'm not concerned. No, I think Kevin Hayes is a good player, and him turning it on a little is what is one of those elements that's going to result in this team looking like more of a finished product than they do now. But at this, and it's not even like to single out Kevin Hayes. It's just he was so noticeable so much last year. When he's not noticeable, same with TK. When they're not noticeable and the team plays like shit, it's kind of like, well, where the hell are they? You know, and it's just need a little more out of everybody. Who would they trade for a consistent D-man? Any of their assets. Literally any of their assets. I am not attached to anybody not in the regular lineup and someone in the regular lineup. Now, it would have to be like you're getting a star if we're going to move someone in the regular lineup. But, man, they've got picks, they've got prospects, and none of them mean shit because... This is a team that can win now. There's a window down the line as well, but there's plenty of guys on this team right now who are young who will make up that core down the line. I'm not worried about, oh, man, we're going to lose X prospect. Don't care. Move them. First round pick. Uh, see ya. Goodbye. We got plenty of them. You know? Like, especially now that they're going to be drafting in the 20s all the time. Like, it's if you can get somebody who can come in here and like be a serious upgrade take this team to another level just talent on the ice wise you have to do it I feel like we have depth at forward maybe as much as the top teams in the league just need to be healthy and get more defensive help yeah and that's like look at the number of goals this team is scoring getting out shot every night but one like the shot differential and their shooting percentage if they just didn't suck for large majority of this of the game, they'd score like the fucking 80s Oilers. Like, <laughs> this team could be averaging like six goals a game if they just didn't blow for like 90% of the game. Glad I found you. Was wondering why I didn't see you anymore on Facebook. We switched to Twitch like last season, man. Come on. I've been tweeting all about it. Facebook's terrible. Just Facebook didn't work. It just stopped working. Oscar still looks a little underweight. Dude had a heck of a struggle for his life. Might need to, uh, might need a breather, and I don't want to see Komarov board him. Uh, yeah, and we might get to a point. I don't want to take Oscar Lindblom out of a lineup at any point. Not advocating for that. I think the way to get into playing shape is to play. But it is hard to maintain and like also bulk up when you're fucking skating as much as you need to skate in an NHL game and you're doing it every other night as they are with this condensed schedule so if he needs a breather now and then it might not be the worst thing in the world and as we've you know hammered home they have depth it's not gonna kill them to have to move some things around one night that said Oscar Lindblom is one of their 12 best forwards he belongs in the lineup you know it's a tough call to take out a guy who, like, hasn't played his way out of the lineup and just needs a breather. But it's understandable if that were to happen. Hayes leads the team in points. I, listen, I'm not I'm not bashing Kevin Hayes. I'm just, like, and yes, point production is, is important. I just think he's looked a little less noticeable these last few games. That's it. That's all. I'd love Yandel on the Flyers. Yeah, I just... Man, the contract and the, like, 
we talked about this last night. Charlie made the comparison to Ghost. Like, is Keith Yandel even better than Shane Gossesbear at this point? Uh, we're looking for somebody, honestly, who can either be paired with Ivan Provorov or can play on the second pair so one of Sandheimer Myers can play with Ivan Provorov. Keith Yandel, you know, he does... It's the contract. Really, more than anything, it's the contract. I'm just not that interested in it, especially considering that stupid fucking expansion draft that I can't wait to be beyond. Thoughts on GameStop? I have a PS3. I really want to see Hayes back with TK and Oscar. Yeah, and that's, you know, trying to find some sort of consistency. We know AV likes to likes to shuffle the lines. You're trying to find some sort of chemistry with guys who all of a sudden are thrown together because you lose Sean Couturier immediately to start the freaking season. Um, when you get Couturier back and you have a little bit more of that uh, of a steady lineup, I do think that will play a part in seeing you know the individual players look more consistent because they'll have consistent line mates. That said, this is a contact sport and injuries are going to happen. As soon as we get Couturier back, as soon as we get Myers back, someone else could go down. Probably will. Just because that's the way this works. How many times have we said, oh, as soon as, well, and then, you know, okay, here's a great opportunity for Morgan Frost. And Morgan Frost lasted like a fucking day. The only reason I have a Twitch account is the fucking post-game show. Hey, same. Same, brother. Photo Dave. Oh, what's up, Dave? How's it going? What do we do with Bunny when Coots returns? I mean, you know, he goes back to the bench and maybe someone else... They look a little inconsistent. You know, it's nice to have depth. Not everybody, uh... That's a that's one of them good problems. <laughs> yeah, that's... When we talk about this team's depth, oh, what happens to Bunneman when Coots comes back? You know, he goes back to... He goes back to being an extra guy, and he'll be back in soon enough. <laughs> like, we weren't thinking at all about Connor Bunneman until Morgan Frost went down. And, you know, Connor Bunneman fits the the role of a fourth liner better, and he got his feet wet last year, and now he looks like he belongs. And that's nice. It's cool to have a 13th or 14th forward that you can put in, and it's like, we didn't lose anything. At least for that line, obviously. For what it's worth, I've been very happy with Bunneman. I wonder if A.V. sits NAK and puts uh, Bunneman... Bunneman between Lots and Raffle for the fourth line when Coots comes back. Yeah, and it's a possibility. I think NAK gives you a little bit more offensive upside, but you also know, like, he gets away with the trip and it sets up a goal tonight, but you also know there's the possibility of some stupid shit happening with NAK. Now, when stupid shit does happen, I want NAK to be around, but it's a balancing act. Competition is good. If if the bottom of this lineup, especially, you know, Lawton and Raffle are kind of staples, um... You know, Raffle does miss some time. He does miss time. Like, it happens. He blocks shots and has to miss three weeks a lot. Um, you know, but if, if NAK and Bunneman are in a competition to stay in the lineup, and that line's whole thing is energy and forecheck and tone, that means they can't take a night off, and their role will be filled because they know if they take a night off, guess what? Someone else is going to be in here. So, you know... Yeah, does it suck for Bunneman or NAK or whoever gets relegated when the lineup is full again? It does, but you always know there's another opportunity coming. Why do we act like it's fucking hot potato out there? Uh, tonight, man, it was like, it really, especially in the offensive zone. 
it was like, I don't know. You try to shoot. I don't know how to shoot. Like, oh, I don't want to bruise the puck. Like, it was uh, some of the passing tonight, some of the decisions. Tell you what else. The, on the breakout, the chips up the wall to nobody. Just like, ah, like I'd rather you hold it in the corner and eat it and wait for some help. Because those are just doing nothing but setting up the point men. I'm just going to one hand check it up the wall. Um, let's see what happens. Well, what happens is the point man now has possession of the puck, and he's trying to shoot it as you scramble back to the front of the net because you were just along the boards. Like, it, it's, it, it's very maddening. I feel like being super aggressive on the puck in the third looked more like they did last year. Just, you know, do it for 60. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. Even, like, you know, it's hard to play that way for 60 minutes. But if you could do it for, like, two of the three periods, you know, instead of one, I'm just asking you to do 40 out of 60 minutes, you know? I don't think I'm asking too much here. Good vibes for the Canucks money line. Yeah. Hope you get it. Looking good so far, knocks on wood. All right. Oh, shit, we're over 45 minutes. Uh, see if there's any more. Seems like people are people are bailing out here. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. So thank you all so much for hanging out. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. Boom, that's all you have to do. Search Broad Street Hockey, hit subscribe. Content delivered daily. So much content. Uh, this post game gets posted every night after every game. Obviously, the flagship BSH Radio, Flyperbole, checking out the competition, Flyers Forecast, so much stuff, I can't even keep track of it all. You won't have to keep track of it all. Just get delivered to you on your, uh, you know, preferred podcast device. So, just subscribe. And leave us a review. That'd be nice, too. All right, that's it. Um, I will uh, see you Saturday. Have a great week, everybody.